We're live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Matthew Paris Show. I'm your host, Matthew Paris. Before we get started, make sure you hit that little subscribe button right down there in the corner for the Matthew Paris Show. It's always a great time here on the Matthew Paris Show. We talk sports. We talk what is happening in sporting news. We talk all kinds of sports, and we even talk Houston sports, Texas sports. So let's get right into it. We're going to start with college football. The Capital One Bowl Week is coming up. Uh, college football uh, Bowl Week uh, uh, continued through this Last night, uh, we had the Miami Beach Bowl with University of Texas uh, San Antonio versus the Marshall. U- UTSA ended up winning 35 to 17. It was a um, it started out as a pretty close game, but then uh, UTSA broke broke it open. So they are the Miami Beach Bowl champions. Uh, tomorrow at seven o'clock p.m., we have the the Boca Rain Bowl. I hope I said that right. Um, so we have South Florida versus Syracuse. And then we have the Gasparilla Bowl with Georgia Tech versus the University of Central Florida. And other bowls, let's see here. We got the New Orleans Bowl. The, that one went into the final in overtime. That was played on Saturday, December 16th. Uh, we had Jackson State versus Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. Jackson State actually uh, ended up beating them in a close game, 34-31. In the final, it was overtime in the New Orleans Bowl. Um, let's see here. We had the Cure Bowl. We had Appalachia State versus uh, Miami. Not the Miami Hurricanes. This is another Miami. Uh, Appalachia State ended up winning 13-9 in the Cure Bowl. We had the New Mexico Bowl, the New Mexico State 10, and Fresno State 37. Uh, A few blowouts here and there. Uh, We had UCLA 35, Boise State 22. And then we had the Independence Bowl between Texas Tech, my Texas Tech Red Raiders, that's where I went, uh, versus uh, Cal. California and Texas Tech ended up winning the Independence Bowl 34 to 14. Uh, we also had the Bahamas Bowl, the WKU 38, Old Dominion 35. Um, yeah, so the bowl week is coming up. We're in high gear here. The Birmingham Bowl between Troy and Duke that will be played on Saturday, December 23rd at 11 o'clock a.m. We have the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. <laughs> Uh, Georgia State versus Utah State. Uh, that is Saturday, December 23rd. The Armed Forces Bowl. We have James Madison, number 24, James Madison versus Air Force. That's the Saturday, December 23rd. Uh, the Lending Tree Bowl is South Alabama versus Eastern Michigan. That is Saturday, December 23rd at 6 o'clock p.m. The Las Vegas Bowl. We have the University of Utah versus Northwestern. That is Saturday, December 23rd at 6.30 p.m. And then we have the Hawaii Bowl, the Coastal Carolinas versus San Jose State. That is Saturday, December 23rd. The Quick Lane Bowl, Bowling Green versus Minnesota. That's Tuesday, December 26th. The First Responder Bowl, we have Texas State versus Rice. Rice Owls, that is Tuesday, December 26th. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl is Kansas versus UNLV, University of uh, North Las Vegas. That is Tuesday, December 26th. Military Bulls, Virginia Tech versus Tulane. That is Wednesday, December 27th. Duke's Mayo Bowl, UNC, University of North Carolina versus West Virginia. That is Wednesday, December 27th. Uh, the Holiday Bowl, number 16, Louisville versus USC. That is Wednesday, December 27th at 7 o'clock p.m. We have the Texas Bowl, Texas A&M versus number 22, Oklahoma State Cowboys. Uh, we have that on Wednesday, December 27th at 8 o'clock p.m. We have the uh, number 17, SMU, 
uh, versus Boston College. That's Thursday, Thursday, December 28th. Uh, the Pinstripe Bowl is Rutgers versus the University of Miami, Florida Hurricanes. That is Thursday, December 28th. The Pop-Tarts Bowl, number 19, North Carolina State versus Kansas State. That is Thursday, December 28th. The Alamo Bowl, number 14, Arizona versus number 12, Oklahoma. That is Thursday, December 28th. The Gator Bowl, uh, we have the Clemson versus University of Kentucky. Friday, December 29th. The Sun Bowl, number 21, Oregon State versus number 15, Notre Dame. That is Friday, December 29th. The Liberty Bowl is Memphis versus Ohio State. Or excuse me, Iowa State. Friday, December 29th, the Cod Bowl Classic, number 9, Missouri, versus number 7, Ohio State. That is Friday, December 29th. Cod Bowl is played in uh, Dallas. The Peach Bowl, number 11, Mississippi, versus number 10, Penn State. That is Saturday, December 30th. The Music City Bowl, Auburn versus Maryland, Saturday, December 30th. Uh, the Orange Bowl, number 6, Georgia, versus number 4, Florida State. That is Saturday, December 30th. Arizona Bowl, Toledo versus Wyoming, Saturday, December 30th. Um, the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl, number 20, Iowa, number 25, Tennessee, versus, that's Monday, January 1st. And of course, who can forget the playoffs? The Rose Bowl game, number 5, Alabama, versus number 1, Michigan. Uh, that's Monday, January 1st at 4 o'clock p.m. The winner of that goes to the National Championship game, January 8th in Houston, Texas at NRG Stadium. And then we have the Sugar Bowl, number 3, Texas, versus number 2, Washington. That is Monday, January 1st. That is a night game, 7.45 p.m. Uh, all times are central times, so it's going to be a great one. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so you guys, you know, holiday season's coming up. You guys have a Merry Christmas. Uh, we got the bowls coming up and we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens there with that. Uh, let's move on real quick. Uh, we're talking about recruiting. It makes it easier for the recruits and their families to see it firsthand rather than try to project it uh, like look like. Coach Sarkeesian on the effects of Texas uh, college football playoff run appearance has on recruiting. Um, he was saying that recruits are a central factor to, of course, any college football team. That's, you know, that's common sense thinking. Um, signing day was not too long ago. National Signing Day was here. Uh, this is reported at ESPN. College football's National Signing Day is here with the early signing period kicking off Wednesday and running through Friday. High school recruits are able to sign their national letters of intent to lock them into the colleges of their choice for at least a year. <clears throat> While the build-up to signing day has been less dramatic than in previous years, there's still room for chaos. Five-star quarterback Dylan Raylo flipped from Georgia to Nebraska on Monday, and rumors are swirling around by five-star recruits in the ESPN 300 rankings, including quarterback DJ Lagway. Uh, let's see here. Georgia currently holds the top spot in our 2024 class rankings with tight races behind the Bulldogs. Most schools will lock down the majority of their class this week, but recruiting is far from over. If a prospect doesn't sign a national letter of intent by Friday, then the next national signing day for this cycle begins February 7, 2024. We're tracking the latest news analysis class rankings movement throughout Wednesday. So it did start today. It will run through Friday. Four-star Ohio State keeps a key defensive crew. Four-star defensive end Edric Houston, number 35 overall, originally committed to Ohio State in August. And after taking in a late push from Alabama, uh, Houston is still headed at, there after signing Wednesday afternoon. While losing four-star wide receiver Jer Jeremiah McClellan, number one overall, to Oregon earlier Wednesday morning, Ryan Day and company were able to hang on to the five-star wide receiver Jer Jeremiah Smith. 
Uh, it's come from Miami. Four-star linebacker Hayes flips to Miami. Darius Hayes, the number 78 recruit in the ESPN 300, uh, decommitted from the Florida Gators and signed with the Miami Hurricanes. This was reported about six minutes ago. About 19 minutes ago, five-star SKJ Bolden flips from Florida State to Georgia. Georgia made a big move Wednesday, flipping five-star safety KJ Bolden from Florida State. Bolden is the number 16 recruit and had been committed to the Seminoles since August. He's the number one safety in the class, a six-foot-one, 190-pound recruit from uh, uh, Buford, Georgia, and gives the Dogs three five-star commitments. Um, this was reported about 20 minutes ago. KJ Bolden, number 16, ESPN 300, signed with the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, the scouting report for Bolden, Bolden was used as a defensive back receiver special teams returner in high school and dominated as an all-around athlete on the field. He's extremely fast and has an impressive explosiveness and acceleration. He has terrific bursts off the line as a receiver while also making hard-hitting open field tackles on defense. Bolden is a scheme-versatile ball hawk who can line up throughout the defense. Um... So, yeah, that was reported a few minutes ago, about an hour ago. Five-star wide receiver Jeremiah Smith sides with Ohio State. Um, what, Ohio, what Ohio State is getting, Smith is fixedly ready to play at a position of need for the Buckeyes. It's most likely uh, Ohio State University is going to lose all three of its stars wide receivers to the NFL who are going to declare uh, draft eligible. And Smith has a size and playmaking skill set to contribute early. The scouting report on this kid, our second-ranked receiver behind Auburn, signing Cam Coleman. Smith has similar traits, but is not quite as top-end fast. At 6'3", 200 pounds, he is a crisp route runner and can sink his hips into separate out of his break. Smith is also very good straight-line speed and can shift gears to accelerate. He runs by defenders. He can pull away in the open field, but is also a big jump ball target on the outside. Um... We're going to have, coming later today, live announcements on ESPN2. Defensive end Ernest Willier, who ranks number 68 overall on the ESPN 300, will announce his decision on College Football Live signing day special. Willier is deciding between Wisconsin and Maryland. So the new top five in the top 50 rankings are, number one, the Georgia Bulldogs, number two, Alabama, number three, Oregon, number four, Ohio State, and number five, Florida State. Um... About an hour ago, Alabama signed ESP 300 defensive end. Four-star recruit Steve Bolo, uh, sorry if I mispronounce this, Mabuma, number 254 in ESP 300, who is from Quebec, signed with Alabama. Uh, he chose the Crimson Tide over Auburn, Georgia, Florida, and Mississippi State. Um, let's see, it was reported about two hours ago what Auburn is getting in wide receiver Cameron Coleman. Uh, the Tigers continue to recruit the one-time Texas A&M pledge, and the persistence paid off with a flip to the Plains. Coleman is appropriately nicknamed Mini Megatron after former All-Pro receiver Calvin Johnson, who had a stellar size and speed measurables. Auburn is getting our number one ranked receiver, number six overall recruit. Coleman is one of the most physically gifted prospects at the position in recent memory. The scouting report, Coleman is big, fast, and agile, but also flexible considering his 6'4", 185-pound frame. He dominates in the air on jump balls and is one of the best players we have seen when consistent and covered. He can elevate and extend above his head and shows good body control and coordination. Coleman is a vertical threat despite needing a little technical polish. He should become a big play target the moment he steps onto the campus. Um, so we got number one, Georgia with 19 recruits. Oregon has 15 recruits. Ohio State 14, Florida State 13. Alabama, Texas, and Florida are in the mix. Um, so yeah. 
So that is what's going on with National Signing Day is today. Uh, they, these kids, these recruits that come out of high school have until Friday, or they come out of private schools, have until Friday to sign. Um, if they don't sign, then the next National Signing Day is due on February 7th, 2024. Um, so yeah, so the question is for you guys. Do you guys want your favorite players at your colleges? You know, who do you think has the best shot at getting the national title for next year, who can improve in their college football, who could get to a bowl game, and whatnot. Uh, just comments on the on the bottom below. Um, let's hear. Let's talk about the Texas Longhorns volleyball team. The Lady Longhorns volleyball team had just repeated in back-to-back national titles. They had swept the Nebraska Cornhuskers in the um, 3-0. <clears throat> Excuse me. This reporter from Austin, KXAN, the Texas Longhorns volleyball team are the NCAA volleyball champions again. The Longhorns that, that were 28-4 repeated as national champions with a dominant 3-0 win Sunday over top-ranked Nebraska, who was 33-2, at Amelia Arena in Tampa, Florida, thanks to some great serving in the second set. Um, after winning the first set, 25-22, the Longhorns trailed the Cornhuskers 10-7 until... Sorry if I mispronounce this. Asia O'Neill stepped stepped to the service line. She helped spark an 11-0 run with four aces to take control in the set. Texas had seven aces in the set, two from freshman setter Ella Swindle and another by Camelia Akana to win the set 25-14. Texas finished the match with a title match record 12 aces to Nebraska's two. We were on the struggle bus at 5-3 early in the season. And we asked the kids to stick with it, Longhorns head coach Jared Elliott said. The kids trusted it, put in the work, and were on the mission to do this. The confidence they showed from the service line was tremendous. Texas claimed the third set, 25-11, for its second consecutive championship sweep after beating the Louisville Cardinals 3-0 in last year's final. O'Neill served as an ace on championship point to clinch the title for Texas. Texas had a level of serving that we haven't seen all year, Nebraska head coach John Cook said. They got the momentum, and we could never get it back. Madison Skinner capped a tremendous season with 16 kills to lead all attackers. Jenna Winnis uh, continued her outstanding tournament with nine kills and four blocks, while O'Neill had four kills and three blocks to go with five aces. Swindle finished with this is you know volleyball talk. Swindle finished with 21 assists, seven digs, and five kills in the five first national championship match of her career. Emma Halter. Uh, Chipped in nine digs and six assists. Texas hit .264 for the match with 38 kills and 14 errors and 91 attacks, while Nebraska barely hit above the even line with 20 kills and 19 errors and 79 attacks for an average of .013 average. The Longhorns hit .481 in the third set with 70 kills and four errors. Uh, Texas Volleyball, they came home from Tampa, Florida. There's a video on, on KXN News that they celebrated. They had a small little parade for them on the uh, campus of the University of Texas. Um, fans out with the team here as they light the tower for another championship. To, more to come on KXAN. That's the news in Austin. We go against the best players in the country every single day in practice, Swindle said. Me as a setter to set these girls, and they'll put the ball away. It's the fifth national championship in program history for the Longhorns and fourth as part of the NCAA. Texas won the AIAW national title in 1981 and NCAA titles in 1988, 2012, and 2022. It was the seventh national title, excuse me, seventh national championship match Longhorns have played in the past 15 years, the most by any school in that span. Um, so yeah, so congratulations to the University of Texas Lady Longhorns volleyball team on repeating back-to-back national titles. 
Um, yeah, no, that was great. That was great. So good for them. Uh, the state of Texas is proud of you. The city of Austin is proud of you. So that a way to go get and, and repeat. So we'll keep it going. We'll see what you guys do next season. Uh, let's move on real quick. So uh, I'd like to talk about something. I was watching uh, Rich Eisen's show the other day, and they were talking to actor Josh Lucas. Josh Lucas has been in many movies, but he played legendary coach Don Haskins in the film Glory Road by Walt Disney Pictures. Um, it told the story of Texas Western basketball team and how they started five uh, black players, and then um, they, they went on to win the national title against a very powerhouse Kentucky and Adolph Rupp, who was the head coach at the time. Adolph Rupp was looked upon as a legendary coach in Kentucky. He still looked upon as a legendary coach in Kentucky. Um, actor Josh Lucas, who played Don Haskins. Don Haskins is looked as a legendary coach at El Paso, Texas. They have streets named after him in El Paso. Um, of course, Texas Western now has become the University of Texas uh, El Paso. So, But they did win the national title. I believe it was back in the early 60s. And they faced the powerhouse Kentucky basketball team. So, uh, actor Josh Lucas talked about the process of preparing for the role. So, his technical advisors were Don Haskins, the real Don Haskins, Pat Riley, and another former NBA coach. And uh, he said that Pat Riley really pushed him to be the best, really pushed him to be a, a coach and, and how to uh, coach a basketball team and how to uh, train players, as Pat Riley would know, because Pat Riley is a legend. Speaking of which... Pat Riley was on that Kentucky basketball team when they were facing Texas Western. He was an All-American back then in, in his college uh, basketball days. Uh, of course, he'd become uh, a great head coach and a legendary head coach and, and a Hall of Fame coach in itself, uh, Coach Pat Riley. So, But Pat Riley said to him, he said, you know, anybody after 40 should get a physical because it's all about preparation. It's all about, you know... A, not only physical preparation, but a mind preparation, preparation, a, uh, a psychological preparation, and uh, mixed in with the physical. So you get your mind right, you get your uh, psychology right, you get your physical right, and uh, and you'll be good to go. You'll you will accomplish things that you never thought you could, and uh, that's the the whole point here. You, you could always push yourself to do better, and uh, I think you know everybody should be doing that. Um, but it was very interesting when I was listening to that show and whatnot. So um, we could all use that advice, uh, you know, just to get better uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, because that's really what it's all about. And everybody, you know, would be would be good and okay and accomplish things because that's really what it's all about. So just wanted to throw that out there. Um, so yeah, guys, that's it. Have a merry Christmas. I hope everybody's doing well, uh, safe travels this holiday season if you're going out of town. And when we come back uh, next year for the Matthew Paris Show, we'll be in Season 2. So, uh, so yeah, so make sure you like and subscribe, and you guys have a great time. All right? You guys take care. Bye.